We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, we're back. I'm going to put the link to the show in the chat in about 15 minutes. In about 15 minutes. But right now, we want to get to some of your comments and questions. Once again, we gave the question before we went to break right quick. And the question was, when we come back tomorrow with our practice report, tell me the one thing that you want to hear from us about Notre Dame and their spring practice. All right. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Let's see, Luke. 
Kirkwood, as always, thanks for tapping in, Luke. I want to know if you think Kali breaking out this year. I've been waiting for him, man. He just looks like an All-American linebacker. Well, Prince Kali, you know, matter of fact, Luke, just for you, let's go to Prince Kali, who spoke to the media and talked about the relationship and the expectations he has coming into the season. We're building on it. Um, now I'm expected to, to know a little more, do a little more, you know, uh, things like that. So we're, we're growing, both of us. Being an experienced guy in that room now, how has that benefited you uh, along with the other guys? Yeah, so, you know, I've been here for a few years, and now um, I'm able to help the young guys understand the playbook. So I'm able to teach it, and that gives me a better understanding. So it's really beneficial for both of us. How beneficial is it just that the playbook's the same for you two years in a row? Absolutely. It doesn't have a chance. Um, that's, that's huge. Uh, you get comfortable with it. You get comfortable making checks and things like that and doing the things you're expecting you to do. So you just get comfortable. And something he said there at the end that's very important, right, because when you have a coach come in, he's a new coach, he sets a new expectations that probably were a little bit different than the previous defensive coordinator, which happened, happens to be your head coach, by the way. But Marcus Freeman said he gave carte blanche to Al Golden to run his defense when he became a defensive coordinator. New set of expectations, new set of possibly responsibilities. Now, Prince Colley fully expects, based upon what was said there by him, Luke, to be better just from knowing the playbook and nothing changing. So obviously there was a change from playbook to playbook with Al Golden coming in. Uh, more expectations, more talk about communication, more talk about checks, complexities of the defense. And could that be too much? You know, we kind of talked about that on yesterday's podcast. You know, how much is too much? Yes, we know the young men in Notre Dame are extremely intelligent, but how much is too much when it comes to, you know, allowing players to play fast and just have a foundation of what to do on defense? So. It should be pretty interesting to see what they do with Prince Collie. Right now, he's at the will, and I think him, along with Nolan Ziegler, will probably be the top two guys at will. I, I, I'm still confused about Marist and how Marist Leofile is going to be used. I really, truly am, guys. I, I don't know. I don't know. There's no rhyme or reason. Uh, he really hasn't come out with the first group in drills, but he's been there. I know they still worry about him from an injury standpoint, but still in all. And that's going to be one of the most uh, wa closely watched position groups as far as, you know, when they finally list the rotation, right? It's going to be interesting because I expect Kaiser to be a co-starter. I think that's what you're going to have. You're going to have co-starters. I think Kaiser will be a co-starter with Jalen Sneed at, at um, Rover. I think you'll have Kali, Ziegler, and Leah Fowle probably listed as start co-starters or, or on the depth chart. J.D. Bertrand will be the starter in the middle. And uh, Nolan Ziegler will be his backup in the middle. 
and then you have got look. Let me tell you something. And I, Jay Nosberry and Drake Bowen are natural linebackers. I'm telling you this right now. Natural downhill linebackers. They have a lot to learn. They have a lot to learn. And Max Bullock has been on their tails. I mean, he has been on their tails in practices. But the freshman linebackers are more athletic and they are natural at that position. So natural. So natural. I'm talking about hitting creases, getting small, getting through, tackles for losses, making plays, being disruptive. They are so natural at the position. They really are. So I hope that makes you excited because B. Driss was talking today about one of those guys possibly seeing the field at some point down the line later in the season, you know, maybe – you know, second half or something like that in the game. They are that good, that talented from an athletic standpoint. They are really that talented. Some Anybody that told you Drake Bowen was slow, they're out of their minds. They're out of their minds. Marcel, what's up, brother? Said Chris Tyree really would be the truth at slot and would be a problem. We might see that tomorrow. We might see that tomorrow. In drills, he seems very quick, especially when he's running slant routes, um, under routes, drags, those type of routes. You get him ball on the run, he could be a problem. Option routes, where he gets an opportunity to do a little shake, he could be a problem. I, I, we, might, we might be saying that tomorrow, Marcel. We might be saying that. Vanilla Chill. Thank you for tapping in. I want to hear that Hartman to the bias hookup would be special and dangerous. Well, heck, they've been, let me tell you, if it's one thing ND media has been showing you, it's the fact that Tobias Merriweather is a problem. I think you've seen four to five separate occasions where Tobias Merriweather has called a touchdown on clips, individual clips from ND media. <laughs> but the thing is, it just hasn't been from Sam Hartman. I've seen one for Sam Hartman. I've seen one for Steve Angeli. I don't know if I've seen one from Tyler Buckner yet. I have to go back and watch. But I've definitely seen a couple from Sam Hartman and one for Steve Angeli. He, he's definitely creating a buzz. So they, they've done a good job to this point setting that buzz up, and I fully expect to see it continue tomorrow at the full practice, Vanilla Chill. My guy, what's up? What's up, Jaguar? <laughs> my guy NW Jr. Onye is as good as thus far advertised. We have a potential upgrade on the D-line. Let me tell you something, man. I'm going to say this, and I'm going to say it one more time, okay? Notre Dame fans, relax. Relax. Relax, okay? And if you need to hear it, don't hear it from us, because we'll tell you what we see tomorrow. But this is Prince Collie. Who on the D-line? Has impressed you, Prince Collie? In front of you on the defensive line so far. Defensive line? Uh, I'm kind of biased. Uh, Jason Onye, uh, he's, he's really stood out to me. Um, they just can't block him. Um, you know, was, that's really it. That's really it. So.
Chris Conley said they can't block him. They have blocked him in practice. So I expect to see the same thing tomorrow. So I'm sure I'm going to come back tomorrow, and I'm going to look at this camera, and I'm like, well, 47's a dude. They weren't playing. Notre Dame fans, pray for his health. That's it. Pray he stays healthy and makes it to the season through fall camp because we got a dude up front. And it was this podcast that told you last year when we watched practices that Jason Onye was flashing. We told you that. All we needed, realize Jason Onye didn't start playing football until his senior year in high school. So last year when we told you this kid was just learning the game, but he's flashing, he has a chance to be really good. And now when you hear his teammates saying they can't block him, nobody can block him, I'll be shocked. And I wouldn't be shocked to show up back tomorrow and say the exact same thing. But let me tell you this. Once again, all of this worry about the defensive line, Notre Dame, Lost a second-round pick, an undrafted free agent, and another guy that might go in the seventh round or go undrafted. That's what you lost. So all this threat over what we lost, you didn't lose that much athletic talent on the defensive line. You want me to pull up the numbers from the combine to prove it? Because two of the guys ran a five in the 40. Five. I'll go through it again. We lost a second-round pick. Who's special. He's special. Do you have someone as special? No. Do you have a collective on the outside that can give you the production that he had last year? Maybe. We'll have to see. But what you lost on the interior, you ain't lose that much. I'm not crying over 57. Not crying at all. Riley Mills, Howard Cross, Gabriel Rubio, Jason Onye. I'm good with that. I'm good. That's more athletic than what we had. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Lou Holtz, Thunder and Bolts. He wants to hear the defensive line has a chip on their shoulders and look poised to exceed expectations in 2023. All right. I'll keep that one in the back pocket. I might step out on that limb tomorrow. I might do that. I might do that. Let's see. Yuna Joe. Want you to say this is a top five team. They have the personnel in place. Okay. Okay. I have to really think about it, right? Because if I think about that right now, Yuna Joe, I will put, and this is just based upon, I have to include last year, even though last year doesn't matter, right? But you look at last year and what teams returned from last year, right? So I look at uh, Michigan. I look at 
at Ohio State. I look at a Georgia. I look at an Alabama. Oh, to to be fair. And I look at a USC, to be fair. So, yes, it, it, it might be a stretch for me to say top five right now. I would have to see more from the front seven tomorrow. I would have to come away thoroughly impressed from the front with that front seven to come to this show tomorrow and say they're a top five team, right? For me, it's the defense right now. Now that I will agree, it's the defense. The defense will determine whether or not this is a top five team as I sit here today. I'm comfortable with that. And I'm comfortable with saying the front seven on that defense will determine that. I'm comfortable with that. I'm comfortable with that. See if there's anything else. Okay, the Heart Foundation says, if Jay Price is suiting up, I want to hear that he might be the next explosive player to blow up like Rocket did his first year and make an instant. Instant impact on offense, rushing end of rounds, receiving, et cetera, on special teams. Okay. I don't, I don't look the running back room. I, Cause I don't know if anyone has said this, the running back room has been banged up. If there was one room that's been banged up in spring practice, it's been the running back room. Uh, Logan Diggs has been banged up. I think Aldrick Estime has pretty much made every practice. Javron Payne has made every practice. Logan Diggs has been banged up. Um, they're taking their time with Jadarian Price. He's running through drills. I have we have not seen scrimmages. Remember that. So he might have participated in scrimmages to a certain degree. We have not seen that. We get an opportunity to see that tomorrow, but we have not seen that to this point. So I will definitely let you know where he sits to um, – we'll let you know where he sits as far as things. We'll let you know. But that's, that's interesting. That's very interesting because he is a key, in my opinion. He's definitely a key, right, especially if you're going to be using Tyree with the wide receivers. If you can add him into the mix in that backfield, and be that third back, you know, even with Jeremiah Love coming in, man, you're talking about this offense. Lilo Galante, uh, I don't don't think I'm going to say – we had this debate on this discussion today. We had this discussion today. And B. Driss made an interesting point. Uh, The competition in St. Louis – was really good, but Tyson Ford played on the outside at big end. And Brian stated the case that Tyson Ford 
this, this, what are we? Tyson Ford is a freshman, man. See, this is what is so unfair at times. I don't think people really know what it takes to be a top-notch football player, especially on the defensive line. Like, Will Anderson, like, popped. It took him two years to really pop at Alabama. Two years of development. He's a freshman. He's an academic freshman. He is not a sophomore yet. And already you want to throw around the word bust? Like, what are you talking about? I literally did a practice report last year where he got his tail whooped, got snatched off the field, coached up by Al Washington, went back in the very next play, and collapsed the pocket. So I don't, I don't, unless you have somebody inside practices that's telling you he's not developing, once again, stop expecting people to be superstars and they've been in the system one year. Like, what? He's been in the system one year. He played on the outside. He's been asked to move inside, which means he's been asked to pick up weight, get stronger, and learn how to play a different position. It's not like he's a running back, you hand him the ball, and you just naturally run. Or he's a wide receiver. Hey, go run the routes, catch the ball. That's not what was asked of the young man. He was a defensive end that was asked to come in, pick up weight, play inside. So when he was starting to learn the inside game, he was undersized. Now he's getting to the point where from a weight standpoint, he can hold up physically. And as Brian Driscoll said, he was used to being the stronger individual on the outside. Now that he's on the inside, now he has to learn all new technique. It's a different beast on the inside. It just is. And he's still an academic freshman. That's what I want people to understand. He's still an academic freshman. Most of the time, the light goes off when kids hit their sophomore year from fall camp to the season somewhere in there the light goes off you have to give these kids time that's why people that just want to throw tyler buckner away the kid has a freshman amount of reps at quarterback like he just does and he's going to make mistakes. He's made his mistakes. And eventually those mistakes should leave him as he matures, right? You just have to stick with these kids, man. You really do. And it's hard sometimes as a fan base. But you just have to learn to stick with kids, you know? Everybody can't come in and just be a Harold Perkins, Right? And by the way, Harold Perkins was asked to do one thing. He wasn't thrown in at middle linebacker and given the responsibility of calling checks. And da -da -da. No, no, no. Go to the outside, rush the passer, 
That's what we want you to do. And he was able to athletically be successful at it. So, uh, you know, look, that's one position I would never, ever want to play. Oh, this is a great question. Oh, man. If I say this tomorrow, we might be in trouble. Honestly, what the heck is going on at kicker? I don't know. By the way, the kickers and Coach Biagi will be meeting with the media tomorrow. So we'll hear from the kickers, and we'll, we'll see tomorrow. I, from what I've seen in practices, I'm, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know who the place kicker is going to be. I really don't. I really don't. And that's my honest answer. I really don't. That could be a question going all the way up until the day before the first game against Navy. I just really don't know who's going to be that guy, especially the way Blake Group performed on the pro. Blake Group was absolutely a monster at the pro day monster hitting from like 61 just missing from 65 booming the ball into the end zone and kickoffs blake group definitely has a chance to sneak onto a roster in the nfl with the show he put on at notre dame for the pro day man oh man lilo don't even bring up the no, we cannot have a Cody Parkey era at Notre Dame. No, you cannot. Too many important close games coming up. We cannot have that. We cannot have that, my friend. You are absolutely right. You are absolutely right. Man, so I told you guys I would give opportunity to a couple of people to jump on in. And uh, it's Friday, so it's for the culture. So go ahead. It's right there in the chat. If you want to jump in, say something before we get ready to get out of here. Someone said my white socks were up one zip. Happy about that. That means Lance Lynn is doing okay. Let's see. Any other headlines that I miss? Oh, okay. Yuna Joe said he wants me to say you saw I saw more than five future first round picks. Five future first round picks. One, two, three. I know for sure that I can say three tomorrow. Well, I can say based upon the practices that I've seen thus far, I've already seen three. Mm, four. I can stretch it to four. I'm, I might be able to say that, Yuna Joe. I might be able to say that. I might be able to say that. Yeah. Cody Park. Yeah, Cody Parky era. Could be interesting. So as I said before, defense will be the star attraction tomorrow, right? So what we're going to do, 
we're going to break it down like this so you know. I'm back doing a practice report, and we're going to do the first hour on the offense. We're going to do the second hour on the defense. And then from there, we're going to do a show strictly about Gino Gadouli and the quarterbacks and what they had to say to the media. So you're probably going to get close to two to two and a half hours of Lucky Lefty sometime tomorrow. All right. And don't forget the best of Lucky Lefty dropping at 9 a.m. Apple Podcasts and Spotify, CFB Nation, in conjunction with Irish Breakdown every Sunday morning. It's the best of our previous interviews. Best of Lucky Lefty each and every Sunday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern. Irish Shottetown says, Sean, I want you to... I want to hear you say the wideout caught everything Hartman threw. Man, if I say that, then that means the defensive backs didn't have a good day. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I want to say the wide receivers caught everything Hartman threw, man. I don't know. Hey, Juan, what's going yes, on, sir. brother? What's going on, SD? How's it going, brother? Man, I'm blessed. It's good to see you. What's up? What's on your mind? Great to see you as well. Thank you for having me. Yo, SD, before um, we, I get to it, can I just ask somebody to give you a shout-out? They Every time I, I'm on, I, they never get to say what's up, and they get mad at me. So I just want Absolutely. to lay on the video to say what's up to LL Nation. Hey, guys. They love oh. you as well. They just here kicking it with me, listening to you, brother. Hey, man, thank we appreciate so them. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. But uh, yeah, man. Um, I, I just want to talk a little Bears football, you know. Okay, well, what's up? What's, what's on your mind? What do you I mean? It seems like they're moving away from Jalen Carter at nine. Who do you think they're gonna take? Man, uh, I don't know. I, for some reason, I think uh, if uh, Paris isn't there or Broderick Thomas is not there, uh, I, I'm, I hope he drop he he uh, drops back, trades the pick okay. and drops pick. back. Picks up some more draft equity. Yeah, yeah, but just not too far back where he could still maybe pick somebody up at nine, yeah. 19, yeah. 18, yeah. something like that, 17. Yeah. And uh, the, who I would like, if we can't get Paris Johnson or uh, uh, my guy. The kid, uh, the kid from Georgia, right? Yeah, from Georgia. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm hoping uh, maybe uh, Njigba's there. You know, I would like Jackson Smith and Jigba or um, maybe uh, a D lineman that's out there. Like, uh, what's the kid from Iowa? Yeah. I forget his name. Uh, Vanessa, I think, something like yeah. that. Vanessa. Yeah. yeah. Vanessa, solid. He's a solid defensive lineman. He definitely would fit into the Midwest mentality of a Bears defensive lineman. He, he definitely would fit in that 3-4 as right. well with the cover two in the back. Mm-hmm. I like Jackson Smith and Jigba, especially if they move back and pick up. If, they, if they're able to pick up another first-round pick and end up with two first-round picks, Yes. There still are some offensive linemen at the end of the first round mm-hmm. that they can get. And they seem to have confidence in their left tackle, their young left tackle that was a rookie last year. That they think he's going to develop and get better. Mm-hmm. So maybe they leave him at left tackle and then get a right tackle. Right. You know, but they've built up through free agency. They've kind of solved the depths, uh, the depth on the inside at the guard situation. Yeah, and Davis. I, I like Davis. Yeah, and they're moving right. Cody uh, Whitehair, if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken, back to center. So, right. you know, we'll see. I think um, Ryan Poles is being very shrewd. He's being yeah. very shrewd. But, if yeah, you know, I want big Paris. If Paris is yeah, there man. at nine, that's, 
that's my dream, man. Yeah. Every time they do a mock draft, when I'm watching, you know, Bears pods and all that, I see he's gone by then, you know? Yeah, yeah. He's gone by nine. He's gone every, by nine. Yeah. Everyone, but, but man, I would love, yeah, bring that big fella to Chicago and let him protect Justin Fields. Man, for years, man. That's <laughs> our left tackle. That's our left tackle for years, brother. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Hey. Tell the kids I said thank you. Hello, you My guys brother, have a fantastic you. weekend. We'll see you tomorrow, man. We'll yes. be back on tomorrow. Yes, yes. God bless, man. I God appreciate bless, you. Juan. Thank you, SD. Absolutely. That's how I got one. As always, tapping in with us, and you know, it is absolutely amazing. You know, LL Nation. This is the thing. Like you guys have allowed us to. Uh, bless our own lives and be a blessing to you guys to talk Notre Dame. And now we're going to have the opportunity to bless the South Bend community and the Notre Dame family in conjunction with host heroes. And man, you know, honestly, when we started this just a little bit under two years ago, if I had known that this is where we were going to sit on March 31st, 2023, I can't tell you that I'm anything but thankful and grateful for where we sit today as a podcast and what we're able to do on a daily basis. And we're here to serve the Notre Dame fan base and just spin it different. That's all. We said we didn't want to be like anybody else covering Notre Dame, and we were comfortable in our own skin doing it the way we do it. And we wanted to make Notre Dame broadcasting or podcasting totally different than it's ever been and hopefully we've done that to a, in a way that's pleasing to LL Nation and Notre Dame fans all across the world. We absolutely appreciate you. Uh, so you guys pray for me tomorrow, especially if those storms are still going early in the morning. As I wake up, I'll be leaving Chicago around 8 o'clock and getting out of here. Skaronski is an option for the Bears. Skaronski is an option for the Bears. All right. I'm going to let you guys go right now, man. Have a fantastic Friday. No petty train. We'll get to the petty train tomorrow when left is back in the building. We appreciate you. Have a great evening. But most of all, you got to make sure that you spin it 